Welcome to the Beauty School Bobby podcast brought to you by Tennessee School of Beauty. Today we are Skyping with Salvatore Minardi, owner of Salvatore Minardi Salon in Madison, New Jersey. So welcome to the show. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for the invite. (laughs) Absolutely. So I want to talk to you about your beauty school story. So where were you when you started, um, when you started beauty school and what made you jump into this career? Well, um, this is a good story because my mom and dad uh, began the business in 1953. And uh, my brother and sisters, two sisters, uh, all grew up in the atmosphere, the environment of the beauty salon. And so growing up, it, it was always around the house. and uh, But we really didn't have any thoughts about becoming here professionals. And uh, what happened was um, I was a music major in college at Montclair State oh, wow. University here in New Jersey. And uh, long story short, I, um, I, I finished uh, my music therapy program and the musical classical guitar was my primary. And, um, and when I came out, um, my father needed some help at the salon. So I went in there just purely to make a few dollars and to sweep the floor and help out. Long story short, I really liked being around people. And that's what the first step was it. My brother was two years ahead of me and uh, he, he had gone to uh, uh, vocational school. First, he was at Seton Hall University and then he left to go to beauty school to help my father. Once again, uh, they needed help with the business and uh, being a family, we all connected and we helped each other. My sisters, they both went to FIT and they were in the beauty business in that fashion. Wow. So when I started beauty school, it was very hard for me to see the difference of you know, you're you're 20 years old, 21 years old, and you're going to college, right? You're there's a there's a freedom about college, but now when you go to vocational school, that they have to raise your hands to leave, and you know you're older now, and to go to the men's room or whatever. And uh, I really liked it though because uh, the group it was all girls, um, and we were all about. Um, about 20, I think, in the class, and uh, I was the only guy, so you can imagine the, <laughs> um, the fun they had with me. <laughs> and um, I, uh, and I, I went there every day, and I was really hungry for education. And my, so when I left the school, I go right to the salon, and that was really important for me because it's one thing to learn the practical and the theory of schooling right but it's another thing when you walk in the front door of a hair salon and now you're there are real people real lives and you're you 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 learn certain soft skills and that's what we talk today about at our meeting 
were the soft skills, greeting people, welcoming them to your salon. And and this is what I learned from my folks, be a very welcoming environment and um, and uh, get them a cup of coffee, a cup of tea. So these are these are skills that are necessary to learn. And I was just learning them from being in my family salon. And uh, and I would watch my father, how he would talk with the clients. He didn't get right to the hair service. He he'd he'd sit down with them and he, he and he'd talk to them and and it's kind of like breaks the ice and it makes people that you know there's a lot of apprehension when you're going to have your hair done. So he he would make them feel comfortable and welcome. And uh, and see these are things I'm learning and 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 even how to give a good shampoo. Uh, you know, and walk them through the salon because they don't know the environment. The first time they come there, you want to show them uh, your 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 facility. And uh, here's where you change and, and meet me right over here and I'll give you a nice shampoo. And then I talk to them about their scalp. Is it oily? Is it dry? This is the type of shampoo I will use on you. And I made sure my father taught me to make sure it was relaxing. It wasn't rushed and, um, and, and, and it would give them a good experience. So you see uh, things that I was learning just in between school and going to the salon after work, after school, was that um, these are soft skills that are forgotten today because the, the, the academies are telling me that their cell phones they're they're telling me that they're um, they're they're not dressing right. I mean, their uniforms uh, should be ironed and and all these things that matter. Uh, they're neglecting today, and uh, and that's how not how it was when I was going to beauty school. Uh, you had to wear your your uniform ironed mm-hmm. and uh, and the right shoes, and uh, you couldn't wear sandals and things like that. And um, that's what we did. We the, the, throughout all of my ten months in New Jersey, it's, it's twelve hundred hours, and for ten months it was. Uh, and then I would bring it back, and I would uh, to the school, and share it with my team. And that's another thing that I learned when I was in beauty school and going to the salon and bringing it back, is that we're all a team. And so there's no funny or uh, stupid questions. Uh, If we have a question, let's ask it and let's get it out there and let's answer each other and help each other. So, sure, we had uh, we 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 had learned a lot in 10 months, but it was not enough to uh, to to get us started when you go into the salon. Yeah. You actually hit on a lot of points that I want to go back to, but one of the things that you mentioned that I think is 100% something that we struggle with and something that we try to teach our students. Um, and I'll tell you, I mean, I'm the front line. So when somebody's interested in beauty school, um, our school specifically, um, I'm the first person that they meet with. And I will tell you that the yes, ma'ams, the those kinds of things go such a long way. And every single yeah. time that stands out to me and I'm like, wow, this person – you know, really is putting that effort in how they look when they show up for their appointment with me. And yeah, those kinds of things of the when I get emails after I meet with them that are saying thank you so much for meeting with me. I'm like, wow, 
this person is going to be wonderful. And when I see those characteristics um, going throughout school or I see somebody that was really shy when I met with them, so maybe they weren't as outgoing to do those things. When I see them through school opening up and building that, it's so important. And I we just can't stress it enough. I mean, if we did it every single day for 1,500 hours, it's, we still can't stress enough exactly what you said that you learned from your father from being in the salon. And it is to take that time to be with the client. Like, I think that it's easy for salons to um, really push the double booking and the more numbers and this and this and this, but you can't sacrifice the time with the client. Like that is still so important. So I love that you said that. I think it's so important for our students to hear that, um, especially from somebody that could be as busy as you. I'm not sure what hours you work, but I assume that you are a very, very, very busy man, but still not rushing your client. I think that that's, I'm sure, how you've kept a clientele for as long as you have. You know, what's really great too is the bond that I've built over the years. Um, uh, those clients I moved from one location after my folks retired I'm here in this new location 20 years this June and I can tell you a percentage of those ladies and gentlemen that came from Nutley another town 30 miles away they travel there's a 10% of them travel to me and they have been and I mean I'm still doing these lovely people um, because I know what I know what I've done over the years. I've gotten to where I take a personal interest and I remember their names. Mm-hmm. I remember their children's names. I remember their 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 their, their sad times, their happy times. Uh, I make sure I send a note to them. These little soft skills are quintessential. Uh, if we forget them it doesn't matter how well you cut color or style and that's all good but it's better if you get those soft skills down and um and you listen i had to rewire myself a long time ago to listen and then reflect it and that has helped me tremendously too Yeah. Okay. So I also want to talk to you about um, your parents being in the business. So how long did they own the salon? And was there ever another option for you to go anywhere else when you were in beauty school? Or were you just, you knew where you were going to go to work? Yeah. So that's a good story too. Um, Well, I worked with my folks for 25 years. And uh, what happened was they were getting older and they were getting tired and uh, my father just wanted to slow down. And that's when Nutley was starting to, uh, I was really the chief there because my dad wasn't coming in so much. He, he wasn't feeling well. And uh, so now I had to learn other skills, business skills. Wow. That was a, uh, an awakening to me because the, Think about it. All of a sudden, you have to call payroll every week. You have to you have to measure your inventory, and it's more than just doing here. Uh, a career, a very fruitful, exciting, enjoyable, fulfilling career, is based on learning all of these things. It's an amazing journey. It's learning business. It's learning how to connect with people, and it's also connecting in your community. So the first thing I did when I moved here to Madison, I know no one. 
So what did I do? I, I, I went to the Chamber of Commerce and I, I signed up um, and I was active. Whatever they were doing, I was there with my business card in my right hand pocket. And I would introduce, I have my elevator speech. Hi, I'm Salvatore Minardi. I have a salon here in Madison, New Jersey. And I cut and color here. I do contemporary looks. It's got to be real short, right? Here's my card. I'd love to see you. And, and I would do that like repetitively. And, and wouldn't you know it? I mean, it builds a clientele. Then I start doing charities and, and donations for American Cancer Society, Susan G. Komen, uh, and all of the churches and the schools. I just opened myself up to everyone. I was told once by one of my mentors that if you're shy and meek, you get out of this business because once you get that license, you surrender your right to be shy and meek. You have to be confident. That's what that's what people want when they're sitting in your chair. They don't want somebody that's, gee, I don't know. You know, they want someone that says, I know this is going to look great on you. You right. know? Yeah, that's that's all of it. So, what made you move to Madison? What was there a change in your business, or was there something that took you to Madison? So, um, so I lived in Parsippany, and. Um, and uh, when I moved to, uh, w when my folks closed that salon down in Nutley, I was lost. I was searching actually three years prior, and I was I was so connected to my folks that I I, I had a hard time leaving them. I, I was that kind of a son. I love you know, it. I, I pray was... that my son is this person. <laughs> <laughs> and and so I try to tell my mother. I try to tell my father. I want to open my own salon. And they said, but you're better off here. But uh, something happened to where my father wasn't feeling well. So it slowed down. And um, he, he and, and, and I kept bothering him for like three years. I'm looking for a salon, I said. So I went to Morris County. I went to Sussex County, Essex County, Bergen County. I went all over New Jersey looking for my place. And I was kind of upset one day. And I went over to my mom. My mom is one of those great moms that it's, it's above and beyond a mother. What she was, was she'd always take the time, sit down. If I had problems as a young boy, I can talk to her about anything. And she would give me, I felt it with her heart, an honest opinion or, or, or what I should do. So I talked to her. I said, Mom, I'm frustrated. I'm sad. I'm not happy because... I want my own salon. And she, the next day, and she heard me and she said, I'm sure you'll find your salon. Because now she's starting to give way. She knew it was important for me to have my own salon. And what happened was the next day she came in with a book, a, a blank paper and a pen. I still have it till today. And she said, I want you to write down all the things you like. As a young boy, I grew up near the train station, so I always loved trains, that sound of trains passing by. As a young boy, I love real church bells. I, I just like that, not the digital stuff. I like really clanging. There's something sweet about that. As a young boy, I love history. I just loved history. 
So I continued to search and search, and there was a sign in this town. There's another town next to it, and this same family owns spaces, and one was uh, Morris Plains. The other one was Madison. So the last name was yes. So called for both uh, the spaces available. And uh, the first person uh, told me that, no, I don't want to put a salon. It's right next to a restaurant. It doesn't smell good. I'm not going to put. So I was very upset. I went home. I took a nap. I got a phone call from the other guy. I didn't know it was two different guys. And he said, hey, do you want a salon or what? <laughs> so I, I, I said, I'm coming. I'm coming. Is I this an Italian guy? <laughs> Yeah, I feel like this is every guy. one of yeah. my family members. <laughs> okay, sounds like it, right? So I got here, and and it was an empty shell, and it had holes in the floor, holes in the wall, and the ceiling looked like it was falling down. And uh, But the door was open. It was a nice day. And wouldn't you know it, uh, this train came by. And I just love that sound. Oh, it sounds... And then... I heard the church bells ring. I, and then the town of Madison is very historic because of George Washington, the father of our country. And right where my, my future salon would be is called Bottle Hill Day during the Ro- uh, Revolutionary War. So I just, it, everything fit and it felt so right. I didn't even ask him about how much it cost. I just said, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. I love yeah. that. Now, were you working in a different salon for somebody else at this time, or were you still working with your family? No. So what happened was a good friend of my dad, uh, Vincent, had told, uh, well, my dad closed down, and I and I told him, it's going to take a long time to remodel this salon. It took eight months to re- remodel this salon. Where was I going to go? So Vincent said, you can work in my salon so i worked for eight months in a friend's salon this is this is how hairdressers are what a sweet man he was he didn't charge me anything wow. he, he never pressured me. no i know it, th- th- this is this is how the true beauty profession is they're more than just talent they're they're people with souls they feel they they that's why we get hurt so easy if if someone oh, I don't like it you know you know I don't like my hair so well, what, what can I do to help make it better right yeah but um, Vincent was nice and I was there for eight months and I got to and I got from all of his employees and they all helped me grow open my salon they came to the grand opening and everything and we've been friends ever since. Uh, so you make friendships in this profession. That's incredible. You make, you make less. We always make say it. you don't want to burn yeah. bridges wherever you go. Even in beauty school, we Never. try to tell our students, you know, you might end up either working right next to that person, you know, down the road. Yeah. Don't burn bridges. Be yeah. kind to everybody because you never know when, you know, you might need their help or whether you'll be able to help 
them as well. Um, so is there ever a time that, I mean, you've clearly, I mean, even with your parents um, owning the salon, I mean, since you've been in the industry, you've pretty much been working for yourself then. Is there ever a time that you're like, man, I wish I was just behind the chair and not dealing with all this other salon owner stuff? Or is it come easy for you? Well, no, it's not that it comes easy, but I like the challenge. I like the challenge uh, of, so if you have a very difficult client, okay, to say mildly, right? <laughs> we'll be nice. I, I, I like to, and I think I'm setting an example for my employees. I like to be able to, to show my employees how I don't, because they're going to be at that position one day where someone's very uh, unhappy or, or they're difficult, right? And I like to show, I like to be a good leader where I show them, I keep my calm. And, and and I take the breath and I talk to that person. I hear them out. I listen and I acknowledge and then I, I diffuse it. That's my objective, diffuse it and make them happy. Never let them leave upset. Make them happy. Yeah. And that too, and that too breeds a deeper relationship you with that client. Because you know what? Many of clients were difficult. Uh, but I got through it and they really trust me till this day. They're they're I would say they're like my top 20 clients, you know? Yeah. Well, that's awesome. And you brought up another good point too, is like, if you're the salon owner, you need to be that example for your staff. So how often, um, are you all hiring? I mean, do you have assistants in your salon pretty consistently right out of beauty school? I'm always hiring. And I'm always going to the schools. I'm, I'm at a school, different. I go to three schools once a month. I, I make a visit. I have a lesson plan. I have a lesson plan. Maybe it'll be just shampoo. Giving a professional shampoo. And I demonstrate it. I demonstrate it. I have the students sit in the chair. I show them how to give a shampoo. And then, and then, have another person do their friend and just something like that going to the schools uh always keeps you in the loop and they and this way you're gonna see people coming to your salon um i also tell them during the uh, during the visit at their school that there's training classes regularly every week there's a training class there's product information, and I teach them all about the KPIs, the key key performance index and indicators, and things like performance, frequency of visits, uh, retaining a clientele, uh, creating a new clientele. So, yeah, there's a lot to share with them, but you have to set an example. Yeah, those students are so lucky to have you, and we are just so grateful every time we have salon owners come in because there's just some things that, you know, aren't taught in the schools. Um, you know, we have a lot that we need to cover just as far as basics. So having guest speakers that come in, and I guarantee that this is the case with you, um, just from talking to you for this long. I mean, I'm sure that all oh. the students are just like, that's where I want to go. I want to go work with him. I mean, you're just such a positive person that I think our student or most students really gravitate towards that. They want somebody that they're going to feel like they can depend on and go to, and that's going to be available. If you're the kind of salon owner that's like kind of pushes the new 
the new um, stylist to the side, I mean, that's what that's their biggest fear. Um, they don't want to go into a place and be like, they're already nervous to go into a salon. So they definitely want to have somebody that is going to kind of take care of them. And I'm sure to build that relationship with you while they're in school is is really beneficial. So what is something that stands out to you for somebody that is graduating, coming into your salon? What do you look for in a stylist? Well, I look for, I, um, I, I, I listen to, and look for uh, appearance. That's that's one very important thing to me, and that means that I sometimes have to interview two or three times to uh, confirm that uh, that that's the way they dress. They they dress neat. They're neat people. Their hair, the makeup, or if it's a gentleman, uh, he wears a nice shirt. You know, the shoes they wear, little things like that. So appearance is important to me. I also listen hear if they got that team that team um, player attitude that the, you know I'll ask them a question like say say you're working uh, say your your partners or your friend is working late tonight what do you do and uh, you'd be surprised some of them will say well you know uh, I'll help and then I have to go or some will say I stay with them right to the end yeah third third thing is punctuality reliability you know i like i like people punctual you know to be here ready not not come if your appointment is at nine o'clock and you come in at nine o'clock you know you got 15 minutes to get ready and then all that client's been sitting there maybe 30 minutes it's it's not right so being early means uh coming say a quarter to nine or eight thirty and get all your things all ready. Mm-hmm. Being reliable, trustworthy. I look for trust. They look for trust in me. I look for trust in them. And then this fervor, this this hunger to always want to learn. Education, ongoing education. Because this, I said earlier, this is an amazing journey. Uh, I, I love this journey. I'm, I'm doing it 40 so years. And... Uh, and it never gets dull. Um, the best thing that ever happened to me in my whole career was becoming an intercoiffure member. And um, and uh, five years ago, I became a board of directors of Intercoiffure America and Canada. And I got to meet more over the since 1991. I became a member. I made so many friendships and mentors. Those caring men and women that I can actually look at them and say, I've got a problem. Can you help me with this? I have a question. Can you help me with this? And and they'll always come on. Well, let's have a cup of coffee, uh, you know, and we'll talk. And I always feel better after I leave with them because sometimes I learned that I wasn't doing it wrong. I could do it a little better, but I wasn't doing it wrong. And so intercoffee has a fellowship of men and women like no other. We're, we're all like a family, and, uh, and we help each other. I mean, there was, um, I think it was um, Katrina, and some of the salons were closed down. But Intercoiffure puts money aside to help those salons rebuild. That's incredible. Is, is that incredible? And... Um, 
the, the, I couldn't live without this uh, this family of Interquapure members because they're always there for you. You know how it is in life. It's always good to have somebody with a soul on the other end. Yeah, absolutely. So that's awesome. And I wanted to actually talk to you um, a little bit about your training. And so being in the industry for 40 years, I'm sure you or not, I'm sure I told you earlier that I stalked you a little bit. So I wanted to find out. So I know you've (laughs) trained all over the world. So I wanted to ask you out of all of your experiences and all of the places you've gone, the things that you've learned, what if looking back right now, what has been the highlight for you? Was there a moment that you were like, this changed me? as a stylist and salon owner yeah it was in rome italy two weeks with sergio valente sergio valente is maestro and he's a great style he's good friends of valentino and uh and he's uh and 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 i a friend of mine had connected me with him and i always wanted to visit his salon and he connected us and I was able to go there. My wife came with me. Wow. She's so supportive. She, she came with me. She took off from work two weeks so that I can be there with Sergio Valente in his salon, watching and learning. It was such a wonderful experience. Probably the highlight of my, my career so far, uh, because I watched how this older professional i gotta watch how i say that i don't want to make them feel like <laughs> a more mature <laughs> but he's been yeah mature thank you and um he showed me he told he showed me he didn't tell me i watched his behavior he always wore a suit he always wore a tie put his comb in his top pocket um his uh, top pocket up here and um he would he, he would talk to his is is guests and they were flying from uh, uh from california to italy all of chicago to italy wow. all over the world and how did he have that because it was a small salon but um everybody there was welcoming that's a key word in a salon uh the first person uh that they meet is the receptionist so that's really key that that person is well-dressed and uh, they welcome you come you know welcome can let me show you around get you some coffee or tea so that's really important i learned that from sergio valente that's awesome i think that i mean you just keep hitting on this and i just i don't know how in any other way except repeating it to get it across to our listeners i mean whether you're in a salon currently or whether you are um in your first week of beauty school um it's just really important to make sure that you're um giving that person the kind of care that you want actually um the other i guess it was a couple weeks ago i talked with um two salon owners from knoxville um and they're salon owners that we work with a lot and they brought up the point that they take their staff out to like five-star restaurants and stuff so that they can experience that. Because if you are from, I mean, it took me a long time. I mean, I'm 30 years old and I've had minimum experience with those things. Um, I think for me, I just, I don't know if it's that I'm such a pleaser or whatever. I am very just welcoming. And I mean, even just with students coming into the school, but I thought it was so cool that they, that they did that for their staff. And I was like, that is brilliant to show them the difference of you going into just I mean, whatever chain restaurant you want to name um, or going yeah. into a five-star restaurant and receiving that service. Mm-hmm. And for them to see that difference, 
I think is key. And they've said, I mean, there are people that have never been to those kinds of restaurants before. So when they travel, when they take their um, staff, you know, around the world, they always make sure that they end the trip with something high end, um, not as like a showy flaunt, but as a watch what they're doing, because that's what we want to do in the salon. So I just, I think that that's key. And I think it makes such a big difference for Silas. I do too. And I've done that with really like five-star restaurants and actually we're close to New York city. So there's nothing more exciting to put them on a cruise dinner around the Hudson Harbor and then end it with the statue of Liberty and, and watch their faces when they say, wow, what an evening this was. And, uh, and, and, it's also watching how the waiters and, and, and everyone, uh, you know, treat them. It's your turn to be pampered at yes. the hotel or at the restaurant. It's your turn. This is, look at how nice they're dressed. And, and we could talk about that. Like, usually, uh, like, um, the weekend's over and we come back to the salon and we have a little meeting and we sit down with a bottle of wine and some cheese and everybody's talking and, how did, how did you like last weekend? How was it? Tell me what you thought. Yeah. Uh, what could we do better? You know? Yeah. I, 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 I think you being open to that as well as a salon owner to say to your stylist, like, hey, do you see something we're missing? Is there something that I'm missing? I think that that's important, too, to trust yeah. your staff enough that um, to not be, you know, arrogant or to know that, like, you know what? They might pick up on something I'm I'm missing. So I love that you, that you do that also. And by the way, I feel like your salon is where I'm going. If I go to beauty school <laughs> and I'm coming up to New Jersey, cause I love everything that you're doing with your staff. Oh yeah. You love the New York city stuff. I know. It's fun. It's fun. Like when we're all going over to the city, Wella has a headquarters there. You know, that's the, that's another thing I, I, I wanted to mention when I was growing up and going to school, we didn't have, internet we didn't have instagram we didn't have any and to get education uh, we had to take off from work so that's loss of money right revenue right and then we had to fly that costs money and go to a hotel that costs money and but today it's so easy to get education it's all over the place and and that's inspiration and that's motivation because i talked to zane and Zane was telling me that these were things that you would be interested in talking about, uh, about the motivation, what inspires people. And, and, and today I like Instagram and I, I like um, because it's a visual. Right. And then you have content. You've got Facebook or you can go, you can Google something and you can get content. And then you have YouTube and then you can do step repeatedly till you get it. But it doesn't cost anything. So, you see, you can't ever run empty with um, uh, with uh, enthusiasm and passion because there are all these great artists out there doing their thing. We want to elevate this industry, the beauty industry. We we, we, we don't want to cut it short. And and right now too, like a lot of women feel like they they were they were um, they that the, there were men. There were men that were really 80% of our industry is women. And then 20% were men. And all the men were taking up all the hierarchy of it. But that's been changing. I see it. There's woman power going on. And I I love it. Really love Sheila. So I got to meet Sheila when I was in um when I was in Los Angeles. And I 
just from the moment I met her, I was like, you're what I've been looking for. Like you are the woman that I just, you know, was talking to her about her career and just the way that she carried herself. And I got to be around her for pretty much three days straight. We really just bonded immediately when we met. Um, And I was, you know, just sharing being a mom and working, you know, working and all these things and going and going and going. And we really connected. And I just left there being like, I can't wait to see what she does. Like, because I just think that she's a strong woman. Yes. And we need this as great as the men are in this industry. And I'm not taking anything away from that. I just really needed her, you know? And so I I love the change. When you have, I have a daughter and she's in the industry. And I want her to feel that she can be a leader. I want her, I want her to, and I tell her all the time. And I repeat it over the whole time. You're strong. You're beautiful. You're. I have to keep feeding that to her because there's something in the system where there doubt. There's doubts all the time, and um, with with her. And and I don't want her to ever believe that. And she's going to get it straight from me. Her father. See, fathers play an important role. That's everything. And, uh, yeah, it it is, isn't it? And um, now she moved to Tucson, Arizona, and I miss her like crazy. Aww. But. <laughs> I know you can get me to cry. Oh. <laughs> but, <laughs> so she's but, but, so she's a hairstylist also. Yeah, that Alessandra, is incredible. Yeah, my daughter. I'm going to give her a shout out. Oh, <laughs> please, yes. What is her she's name? Very, Alessandra. Awesome, and she's in Tucson. So for all of you, we'll yeah. have to get her Instagram information linked to this when we post it as well, okay. so that we can go. Thank you. We can go follow her. But so when, at what point did she come to you and say, "Dad, this is what I want"? Wow, I didn't think she would. But um, her mom and I uh, separated, and I had watched her on my days. And what I would do is, while I was doing the bookkeeping, um, I would put um, these like long strands of hair on the doorknob and give her a pair of scissors and she she was 13 15 and she would cut it and i'd let her just have a make a mess out of the house but but and she was really good and then she had those um american dolls you know the american girl dolls yeah and she took every one of they're expensive yes she took every one of them and she colored their hair she cut their hair but she she really had such talent so now she want she asked dad i want to go to beauty school and and uh, so i sent her to beauty school and i sent her to a really good beauty school um and, and i was it was the best investment a really good beauty school has a culture it has an itinerary agenda i mean there's no there's no lapse time they're always busy they're always doing something and uh then she came to the salon. She came working for me in the salon, and everybody loved her. Everybody, they, and 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 uh, I'm just so proud of her. And then then it came where the boyfriend came in, and I'm moving to Tucson, Aww. Arizona. <laughs> they oh, always do see? that. The boys always yeah. do that. <laughs> Oh, my God. So I want to ask you then, how much of her being, is she pretty similar to you as far as your personality and being welcoming and all that? So do you think that that's why she succeeded so much in the beginning? It's because she kind of had watched you do that. That was an easy thing that she probably already did even when she went to beauty school. She probably had that part down quick. Yeah, that came easy because she was around her Aunt Beth and her, uh, her Uncle Carmen and me, of course, her dad. 
And she heard all the things that were important about consultation, feeling welcome and stuff. So it was natural for her to come into the salon and just kick in. You know, I mean, she just she just took to it immediately. And um, and she would tell me and sweet as she is, she always said, Dad, you're my you're my mentor and stuff. I'm going to cry now. But she she really was really I'm proud of her. That's awesome. Well, we'll have to follow up. Maybe we can do an episode (laughs) with her, too. We'll do like a father-daughter episode. (laughs) That would be be cute. So you had said that you were kind of living in like low income. So talk about the difference of money in the industry Ah. compared to what your parents made as a business. And probably, I mean, you don't have to give too much away about what you make right now, but what you're able to make in the industry now. So that's pretty good because uh, when we, when I, my brother and I came in, they were still doing sets and comb outs. So they were 10 or $15, Yeah. right? And a haircut was maybe 15 or $20. And that was high end. Yeah. So, uh, so, it's, so with time, we've seen the style change and the service change and the mom and dad salons uh, start to ripen and we start educating ourselves. So distributors in the seventies and the eighties distributors of products, they would offer educational class. You go there and then they would sell those products to your salon. And then that's when we learned how that our worth, what our worth was. And that's really important. If you invest in, in education and uh every year everything goes up in price uh a loaf of bread in those days went up a slice of pizza went up from 15 cents to 20 cents then to 25 so why not uh, here everybody the cost of living goes up so you couldn't survive if you never have an increase so in those days um we what what we made, but then again, you made you you made a little, but you were able to buy a lot. Yeah, definitely. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, uh, but but today it's uh, it's changed drastically. So now um, you make much more, but you still got to wonder what you can get for that money, right? Right. It's a, it's crazy. And I think that, I mean, yeah, I'm sure the prices that you started out at charging when you first yeah. got out to where you are now, I mean, it's a, it's a big job, but it's crazy to see what's, you know, to think about what's going to happen with that. You know, when are we, you know, what's the cap? What are we going to really be able to do? Um, yeah, with that amount of money and what our stylists are making. Another thing I wanted to talk about with you, and one of the things that we always um, ask our um, guests on the show is, if you could give one piece of advice to any to somebody that's in beauty school currently or somebody that's thinking about going into beauty school, what would you tell them? One piece of advice um, about going into beauty school, right? Mm-hmm. I thought about that too. I would go to your computer and take 10 salons and there's a tab there that says about us read all of them and reread them and reread them because you're going to find the common denominator in those successful salons and that's going to help you to be successful in your career yeah 
That's it's such good advice. And I read yours, by the way. I did go on your <laughs> I told you I stopped. You did? You. <laughs> yes, I read yours. Wow. I liked your creating beauty and all of, I loved it. I really love what you're about. And right. I think that um it's so good for our students to see somebody um that is still giving back um and is still making that a really big part of of the career. And I just think that we try to um, you know, do as much as we can in the school too, where we try to be involved in the community and get them in that habit because when they get in the salon hopefully they're at a salon that's doing the same thing um, and it won't be a shock to them they'll be like oh yeah this is what we do because I think in this industry specifically there is so much that we can do to help not only do we have tons of people um, and the manpower to do it but I just think um, the way that we make people feel um, and the way that we're able to really change people within one hour uh, you know, change attitudes change you know all of that in one hour there's just so much good that we can do so I hope that I I hope that is one thing people know about this industry and can take away from this podcast specifically is that um, there's always room to help and always room to give back. Well, I want to thank you so much for this opportunity. And uh, it was incredibly enjoyable. Thank you. (laughs) I can't. uh, Zane told me um, he had texted me and he said, Salvatore is the guy uh, or is an Uh example of a good guy who made it. And I was just, oh. yeah, it's awesome. I was like, I, I just can't wait. I, um, I ran, I, we had orientation and then I'm training for a half marathon in Pittsburgh. Cause I'm a crazy person. So like with two little kids, Good I'm luck. like, Oh, let's add something else on, you know? Wow. Um, <laughs> and so anyways, and I was just so excited to meet you cause everything oh, I saw, you were you. so positive and just friendly and so, like, I just, I really feed off that. Thanks. And I, I love it. Thank you so much for being with us, and thank you to our sponsor, Tennessee School of Beauty. You can visit them at www.tennesseeschoolofbeauty.com. Follow them at TN School of Beauty on Instagram and Facebook. Don't forget to follow me at Beauty School Bobby and visit our website, www.beautyschoolbobby.com, where you can find all of our podcasts and rate and review us, share the podcast, keep putting us in your story so I can share it on our story. Thank you guys so much for listening, and until next time, bye guys. Thank you.